Greetings, Internet listeners. This is Mr. Announcer with The Complacence Podcast. The Complacence originally aired from September 1995 to June 1996, live on WNUR-FM, Evanston, Illinois. This week on The Complacence, with the band still in outer space dealing with aliens of various types, Adrian, Blindy, and Alanis have to record a song pretending to be The Complacence. Meanwhile, the Major League Super Crime Busters encounter cosmic wormholes and indecent exposure. The next voice you hear is coming to you from April 6, 1996. You are listening to Reform on WNUR, where soon to be broadcast over these very airwaves is The Complacence, sketch comedy for now people. This is WNUR Freeform. The sketch comedy of The Complacence is coming up shortly when measured against the time span it took the glaciers to cover certain portions of North America and then retreat, leaving behind various lakes and rocks, which we are still finding today. The Complacence, coming up soon. Really, I promise. And now, The Complacence, starring The Complacence. Everybody hop inside. complacence the show suddenly became the complacence in outer space but everyone else thinks it's just the complacence in orbit and that's why the band's manager adrian creamsicle his secretary alanis roadie blindy and general failure in the front yard of creamsicle studios with a rocket launcher do they just let you buy these things with no id my military uniform is the only idea i need listen here private i say i need the largest rocket launcher you've got and put it on my Diners Club card. Wow. But how are we going to know uh, when to fire the rocket off 
so it hits the escape pod the complacents are in, but it doesn't cause it to crash, just causes it to be knocked out of orbit towards Earth. That's why 1-900-PHYSICS is a good number to know. I just called, gave them a few pieces of information, and they told us to fight off at exactly 4 o'clock on the nose. That's convenient, but how do we know when it's 4 o'clock on the nose? That is why I always keep fresh batteries in the portable radio. I thought you kept fresh batteries in the portable radio in case of a tidal wave. No, that's why I have that case of water wings in the basement. I keep fresh batteries in the portable radio in case we need to find out when it's 4 o'clock while we're out in the yard. It must be getting close to 4 now. Turn on the radio. I'll be ready to fire. Whenever news breaks out, we don't need to break in because we're already broadcasting the news. This is all news, K-news, all day and all night from the big city of California. Time at the tone is exactly 4 o'clock. Beep! Now! There it goes. Godspeed, Rocket. Unabomber suspect has a connection to the big city of well, California. I guess we're not going to know if we're successful or not for a while yet. I need to go back to the pizza restaurant. It's almost time for the early bird rush. Bye, and thanks for bringing the rocket launcher. Anytime. I, I hear the telephones. Really? I don't. But you know my powers of perception and all that. Oh, all right, I'll go and answer it. Blindy, do you think it worked? I'm sure it worked. What could possibly go wrong? The general knows how to handle a rocket launcher. I'm sure he does. But when I think of the complacence in that tiny little escape pod, alone and afraid... Don't worry. I'm sure they're fine. Really. Blindy! Alanis! Come in here. Quick. What is it? Just hurry up and get in here. I think it's a special report. And now, traffic and weather together on K-News. In the K-News traffic opter, here is Chuck Chuckson. The uh, traffic is already starting to build on the freeways this afternoon. The two-mile backup coming into the central triangle on the 209 and the 153. Construction on the clockwise outer belt has one lane blocked near the 798 off-ramp. A jackknife truck on the shoulder causing Gaber's delays on the eastbound 46 just past the 73 merge point. And some kind of fireworks are... Oh my god! It's coming right at it! Oh, jeez! Great! We'll try to get back to Chuck in ten minutes. Turning a little cooler overnight tonight. I've got Agnero Duros on hold and he wants to talk to the complacents. So do you want me to be Gunner again? No, especially since you were fake before. Oh. But pretending to be the complacents isn't going to fool the president of the record company like it fooled that reporter. Why can't we just tell him the truth? The truth? The truth? Sorry, we can't do some publicity events in support of the new album, but we kind of got ourselves mixed up in this supervillain. But with the help of a group of superheroes, we defeated him, but while escaping from his hideout, the complacents ended up orbiting the Earth. Even if Fig believes that, which is highly unlikely, he'll probably drop the complacents from the label for that. But Fig's golden auto harp strings have been stolen. That's it. That's what I'll tell him. Uh, hello, Mr. Duro, sir. Sorry to keep you waiting. Well, let me talk to the complacents. I've been on hold long enough. There's this little problem there. See, I thought the complacents were here, but they're not. They're out buying new auto harp strings. It takes four people to buy new auto harp strings? There's a lot of strings on an auto harp. It, it takes a long time to put the new ones on. With four of them working together, they can get it on in no time. But so why do all four of them have to go buy the strings? Couldn't three of them just put the strings on when they get back? Uh, no, sir. Fig thinks that after the auto harp strings will go bad if they aren't put on the auto harp right away after they're taken out of the store's uh, <clears throat> liquid nitrogen chamber. They keep auto-harp strings and liquid nitrogen? Yes, so they won't go out of tune. I see. When do you think they'll be back? Uh, probably about 5.30 or 6. No, that's no good. 
I have a dinner with the warning label people at 5.30. I guess I'll just have to tell you what I was going to tell them. All right, I'm listening. All the tracks for the new album sound great, but we still need another track to fill it up. Fill it up? It's already 49 minutes long. Yes, I know, but we got our hands on a track listing for Taekwondo's forthcoming album, and it's 50 minutes long. That's more of an EP, isn't it? 50! 50! 50! Anyway, I will not be overdone by those bastards at Nine Inch Wee Wee Records. Flaming Highway needs to be a leader in albums, so we're moving up the release date a week. And I want it to be at least 50 minutes and one second long. Wait a minute, if you're moving up the release date a week... Tell them I know they'll probably object since they're serious artists and all that, but I need one more song. Just tell that prune to throw something together real quick. I want to hear Auto Harp on it since he and his buddies are all, all out getting new strings. But... I, well, if he doesn't want to do auto-harp, I guess he doesn't have to do auto-harp. But it needs to be something real quick, because I need it on my desk at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. That's tomorrow? Right. That's right, Tomo tomorrow. But it'll all be worth it when we're when we're a week and at least one second ahead of Taekwondo. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Creamsicle, after I've listened to the song. We're doomed. We're doomed. We're doomed. Why don't we're you doomed. talk to him? Doomed. It can't be that bad. Doomed. I'm sure there's some extra songs lying around we can send over. I used them all already. The album was only 36 minutes long, but then I found that Agnor Arturo's wanted it to be at least 48. And when the complacents get out of orbit, they're going to be pretty annoyed at what's in the last 13 minutes. Although that's if they get out of orbit and after we get to drop from Highway, Flaming Highway Records. So they probably won't find out. Because the album won't ever come out. We're doomed. But they will get out of orbit. Isn't that right, Blindy? That's right, and there must be some way we can fill at least a minute in one second. That's right. Got to think. 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 How think. about we just take a leftover think. piece of tape, play it backwards, and repeat it over and over again? Creamsicle would never fall for that one. Well, how about a live version of one of our hits? That would be a great idea if we'd ever managed to get through a song in a live performance without a tape recorder breaking down, or somebody pressing rewind instead of record, or a midget-tossing match breaking out. Then I guess we'll just have to pretend to be the complacents again, but this time pretend to be musicians. You know? You know? That's so crazy, it just might work. Agnew Arturo said he wanted to hear auto harps, and what's easier to play than an auto harp? You just push the button for the chord you want and strum across it, right? I... I guess that's how it works, yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah, and, and we'll just go in the studio and strum around for a while until we figure something out. Something good. Big has three auto hops, doesn't he? I think his, his studio oh, yeah. one, yeah, his, his toy in one, and his practice one. Uh, we'll each take one of those, and... Uh, uh, his, his studio one isn't as safe, though. It's the one with the golden strings on it. We'll, we'll get it out, then. That's the problem. I, I don't know the combination. But you're the roadie. You're supposed to know the combination before you need to get it out of the safe for him. He doesn't trust anyone to touch it but him anymore. I mean, he doesn't want the golden strings to get stolen again. Oh, why does this kind of thing have to happen? Oh, well, I guess we can make do with two auto hops. Wait, no, we can't. We need to have the Studio One in there and mix louder than the other two. Otherwise, it'll sound awful. I know our girls will think it sounds awful and that'll be the end of the complacence. Anyone have any dynamite? Well, we could probably figure out the combination of the safe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Figs, he's not too bright. He probably didn't even change the combination from what the safe comes with. Blinding, dial up one zero two zero three zero. All right. Uh, it didn't open. That's the dimmer knob for the lights. Never mind, I'll do it. 
10, 20, 30. Hmm. It didn't open. I guess uh, Fig's smarter than I thought. Well, yeah, last time he put himself in a trance to, to lose his string, so I, I think so. He, he'd, I think he'd probably change the combination then, but he changed it to something really easy to remember, like two, four, six. Hmm, two, four, and over to six. Nope. Actually, Albedo tried to think this thing through and realized that if he changed it to something easy, somebody would guess it, and so he had to change it to something hard to remember. And knowing him, he probably picked the hardest safe combination in the world to remember. That would be 32, 9, 47. Hmm. That's still not it. Maybe it's his birthday, or his mother's birthday, or his dog's birthday. Alanis, has Fig ever said something to you about the combination of the safe or anything? Actually, I saw him put the auto harp away in it once, and he closed the safe and said, Good old Chester A. Arthur. Oh, great. Now he's got a name for his safe. No, maybe it's Chester A. Arthur's birthday. Who the Hilton and Towers is Chester A. Arthur? I think he's one of those presidents everyone forgets about, like Benjamin Harrison, William Henry Harrison, and Jimmy Carter. Good, so I can look up what day he was born. Where's the almanac? It's over next to the piano. 1975? Well, I guess his birthday hasn't changed since then. Here we go. Chester A. Arthur, 21st president, Republican, was born on October 5th, 1830. 10, 530. That's it, we've got it. We don't got it. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Only the general was still here with his rocket launcher. We could blow the safe open. Is it too late to get a safe crack over here? He said something after he said good old Chester Arthur, by the way. And that was? Something like, nobody will ever think to use your death date to figure out the combination. Why don't you hurry up and say these things that turn out to be incredibly important sooner? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, Union College, fugitive slave case, the civil service reform, blah, 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 blah. He died in New York City on November 18th, 1886. 11-18-86. Why couldn't you have waited another 14 years to die, you, you accidental president? Just because some lunatic shot Garfield what, and... What's the matter? A safe dial only goes from zero to 60. None to seven seconds, I'm going to start crying. Wait, um, Fig didn't come right out and say his death was the combination. It, he just said you had to use it to figure out the combination. So let's see, 11, uh, 18, 86. If you turn them upside down... Well, obviously, it's his death date minus his birth date. Obviously? All right, then, why don't you come over here and try it? One thirteen fifty-six, indeed. Wow, look at how the inside walls of the safe reflect the strings. You got it open? You got it open? Now we can record that song! If only we actually had a song to record. Well, Blindy, you can take the practice out of harp. I'll take Where? the road out of harp. And, Alanis, since you figured out the safe combination, you can play lead on a harp. The one with the shiny gold strings? The one with the shiny gold strings. Can you put uh, in the right Let direction? me just start the tape rolling out here, and we can run into the studio and start messing around. You know, I'm feeling kind of strange. Well, can it wait until we're done with the song? No, not that kind of strange. The kind of strange where you're holding on to the most prized possession of someone else. And you can feel that person's spirit through the object you're holding, and it inspires you. And suddenly you feel like you understand the person a whole lot better. Do you know what I mean? Yes, as, as a matter of fact, I'm getting that from this auto harp. Although I guess it's nowhere near as strong as the effect you're getting from that auto harp. I'm getting it too, and I don't know if I want to know any about more about Fig than I already do. Hmm. But work with it. This is good. In fact, I feel a song coming on right now. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> 
Wow, what a mediocre song. But at least it'll pass as a mediocre complacent song, so we can tack it on to the end of the album. Think so? Yeah, did anyone check to see if it was at least a minute long, and, or rather a minute and one second? Oh, it was at least two minutes long. Agnew, our duos can't complain about that, then. Did I hear my name? Ah, how did you get in? Your front door was open, Creamsicle, and I found this lying on the lawn. Almost as if someone had been listening to it, but then ran inside quickly and didn't get back out to pick it up and turn it off. My portable radio! It has a big grass stain on it! Cut the chatter, Creamsicle! Where are the complacents? Aren't they supposed to be back from buying those auto harp strings by now? <clears throat> they did come back, but they've already recorded the extra song for the album, so they left. But I thought you had a dinner to go to tonight. It was canceled. There's a huge traffic jam on all the freeways. The K-News traffic copter crashed right in the middle of the harbor interchange. Fortunately, I can take surface streets all the way home. So, uh, if they're finished with the song, let me have the tape. I thought you said we had until 9 a.m. tomorrow. The earlier, the better. I can listen to it at home tonight. You don't want me to mix it down or mix it up or, or anything? There's no time. We'll have to go with an unadulterated, honest performance. I'm sure all those sensitive artists in the complacence will love it. All right. <clears throat> I'll just rewind the tape. Wait a minute. The K-News traffic copter? Is Chuck Chuckson okay? They were just talking to him on the radio. I'll flip it back on. It doesn't make any sense to have an ejection seat on a helicopter, they told me. But I guess I've proven them wrong. But what about the rotors? That's why I built a timing device into the ejection seat. I see completely. K-News traffic reporter Chuck Chuckson, who narrowly escaped death when his helicopter crashed into the harbor interchange here in California this afternoon, shortly after 4 o'clock. We'll be back with traffic and, no, just weather after this. Well, I gotta run. I live all the way across the city, you know. Thanks for the tape. This album is going to be big, big, big. All right. Bye-bye, Mr. Deros. Wow, no studio trickery? I, I don't think we'll sound much like the complacents without the studio trickery I was going to use on that song. The complacents get back here before 9 a.m. tomorrow. We can record a new song, take it over Agnew Rogeros, and tell them to change their minds, and we want to use that song instead. Shouldn't they have landed somewhere by now? Yeah, but uh, they might be in the middle of the ocean, so I'll, it'll take them a while to get back here. Shouldn't we alert the Coast Guard? No. What about the middle of the ocean guard? But of course, we'll have to wait until next week to see who gets alerted and who doesn't. You're listening to The Complacence on WNUR. Last time on The Curtain, the Major League Super Crime Busters, having soundly defeated the hellacious minions of Swami Salami, went to the Cashew Grove Country Club for some R&R. On the way back to Major League Super Crime Busters headquarters, they stopped at Mr. Shammy's old car wash, only to discover that its new manager had turned it into a bouncing bikini bimbo bay blend of business. However, upset at the quality of the drying, Mr. Shammy declared that he would return the magical chamois that gave him his powers to the car wash in order to enhance the quality of their service. As he announced this, however, he fell into the sponge squeezer. Mr. Shammy! Mr. Shammy! Are you okay? Um, yes, where on earth am I? This place is so dark and so wet. Well, Mr. Shammy? Great soak! I, I'm back in the womb! No, Mr. Shammy, that's not it. You're stuck in the sponge squeezer. Oh, well, well how long until I get wrung out to death? Hey, Buster! Yes? Mm. How often does this automatic sponge squeezer automatically squeeze? Mm. Oh, I don't know. I'm just a shoeshine boy. Mm. You have to ask Kitty, the manager, there. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Curtin. This sort of thing rarely happens around here. Our most common workplace accident is the loss of one's bikini top, as you can see. 
It doesn't matter how it happened, Kitty. How long do we have? Ten minutes. The sponge machine is starting in ten minutes? Oh, I, I thought you meant until closing. The sponge squeezer is due to start again in five minutes. How are you doing down there, Sammy? How do you think I'm doing, Super American? I'm about to be squeezed in the next Tuesday. Help me get out of here. We're doing all we can, Mr. Shammy. Lady Victory, everyone, Kitty, the manager, just told me that we only have five minutes to get him out. Where's the announcer man? He's getting his car washed. He didn't drive a car here. He took the bus. Quantum Mechanic built one for him. Oh, he did, did he? I've got an idea. Throw me my magic chamois. But we didn't bring it with us. I've got an idea. Mm, it's my magic shoe shine rag. It's a long shot, but it just might work. Throw it to me. <clears throat> what, are you, what are you going to do with it? Well, first, I'm going to take, uh, absorb all the soapy water in this tank. There we go, and, and now I will absorb all of the lubrication off the moving parts of this machine. Oh, I got the strain! Almost too much for this shoeshine rag! Mr. Shammy, are you all right? Oh, no! The, sun, the sponge squeezer is about to start squeezing! Meanwhile, in Dr. Patriot and Bucky's apartment... Dr. Patriot? I'm watching TV, Bucky. What do you want? I was just thinking that it's quite strange that Curtis Hambones, a.k.a. The Curtain, and Debbie Duncan, a.k.a. Minnie Blinds, as Lady Love, have failed to return to this apartment building. And I sincerely hope they don't return. That crotchety and suspicious old landlady, Mrs. Hugglebone, rigged their doorknob with a thermonuclear bomb. Oh, that's just awful. Yeah, isn't it? Huh. Sinbad is so funny. Do you, do you think they're at the Major League Super Crime Busters headquarters? Who? Dwayne Wayne and Whitley Gilbert? No way. They're at Hillman College. No, I, I mean Curtis and Debbie. I don't know. Why don't you go over there and check? I think I will. I could use a good walk. Meanwhile... Mr. Shammy, are you all right? Yes, but I, th I think I'm deaf. Just what we need, another handicapped character. No, not handicapped. Differently abled. Well, we've stopped him from getting crushed. How do we get him out of there? Where's Benevolent Girl? I'm right here. Where have you been all this time? Uh, nothing. That doesn't make any sense. Well, sometimes. We could fill the tank with water, then Mr. Shammy would float right up to the top. Yes, but that would lubricate the machinery and squeeze him to death first. If only I had the foresight to bring my flagpole helmet. Then Mr. Shammy could climb that to safety. By Shammy, I've got it. Go around and pick up all the bikini tops lying around the car wash and tie them in din. I'll use them as a rope. Well, there's certainly enough of those around. But moments later... Try and... Can't quite... Reach! Here, tie this to the end of the rope. Lady Victory! Well, my costume is sort of like a bikini, isn't it? It's long enough. He's got it. I've got it! Hey! These bikini tops are stretching out as I climb them. I'm not getting any higher. That must be my spandex costume. Hang on, Shemmy. I'll reel you up with my Amazonian super strength. Much appreciated, Lady Vickery. Anytime, Shemmy. 
Well, it looked like Buster's magic shoeshine rag is just a magic artifact this car wash needs to dry cars better. I guess I don't have to give up being Mr. Shlammy after all. Mm, but I'm going to have to give up being Buster the Shoeshine Boy. You don't need a magic rag to shine shoes, Buster. You just need willpower, determination, some Kleenex, and a little spit. Hmm, you're right. I don't need that stinky old magic rag after all. I mean, I'm only in this job to look at the pretty girls. That's pretty, the pretty, spirit, pretty, Buster, pretty girls. Pretty. Oh, no. What's wrong, Kitty? It's the police. They probably came to get their cars washed. They, they usually do, but this time it's two women, and they look bitter. The arrest is all for indecent exposure. Don't worry, I'll just grab my curtain. You can all take cover behind that. You'd like that, wouldn't you, Curtis? We'll talk about this later, Debbie. Here come the cops. Hello? I'm Officer Janice Chapman. Can I talk to the manager here? I'm the manager. Can I help you? Do you want to come out from behind that curtain? Uh, no. I can't. I'm changing. This is my changing room. Right here by the gas pumps? Uh, yes. Now, uh, how may we help you? Well, my partner Mulva and I needed to get our squad car cleaned, and the boys down at the station recommended this place to us. What's the delay over there? Shut up. I'm trying to do this. Anyway, we couldn't find anyone to assist us. Well, it is exactly one minute until closing. Well, like you say, it is before closing, so how about a wash? Buster, you go. But, but I... I... Uh, Use the magic rag! Mm, hello, I am Buster. I am here to wash your car. That's funny. Sergeant Bumble said it was all broads working here. In his dreams. Meanwhile... Announce a man... Announce a man, are you okay? Wow, those half-naked stampeding bikini babes squashed me flat. In a way, I'm very seriously injured, but in a different way, I've never felt better. Meow? What are you talking about, furry kitten? We're not in an alternate dimension. Meow? He's right. The car wash disappeared. It looks like we've found a cosmic wormhole. Increíble! This is something of the likes of which I have never seen. An alternate dimension. Holy neutrino! I am in intellectual shock. Oh, I'm so curious. I need to prove scientifically somehow that this place exists or I'm going to pop. And so the quantum mechanic gets out his portable supercomputer and begins tapping away at the keys. Meow! I agree with Furry Kitten. You should find us a way home so I can announce it and this will all be over. In a minute! In a minute! We don't have a minute. The wormhole is closing. Oops. Guess I shouldn't have announced that. Hey, my computer tells me I've been here before. What the? Announce or announce not, announcer man. That wormhole would have closed irregardless. You're trapped here forever. Meow! Holy Bible, it's Dr. Nightmare. I'm not just any Dr. Nightmare. I'm new and improved. I'm the supreme master of all dark matter. I am Dark Nightmare. But dark matter doesn't exist. The quantum mechanic presses enter. Oh, I guess it does. Ha <laughs> ha! You are doomed to be here for eternity. Well, this is going to be boring. Meow. Meanwhile, at Major League Super Crime Buster's headquarters... Hmm, I've knocked and knocked and knocked again. That's three times on the ceiling. What do you say, Bucky? 
That means they sh should meet in the hallway, right? Oh, no. Maybe I accidentally knocked on a pipe. No, I think I just used the knocker. I, I think I'll just let myself in. It appears unlocked. Bye, Buster. And so, Bucky wanders aimlessly about the Major League Super Crime Busters headquarters. Golly, there's nobody here. Oh, wait, there's somebody over there. No, that's just a mirror. So that's why everybody calls me Bucky. Help me. Help me. Oh, Bucky, help me. Debbie, what happened to you? How did you get locked inside the Godproof containment unit? Chet, the man got escaped and put me in here. Let me out. Just a minute. Let me crack the lock. Oh, thank you, Bucky. Please allow me to express my gratitude. Whoa. What about Curtis? I don't care about Curtis. I'm Chet the Man God! What? <laughs> you heard me! I am Chet the Man God! And you have set me free! <laughs> hmm. How small! How small you are! How shall I thank you? I could turn you back into dark, Bucky. Hmm. No, I shall turn you into a chicken! <laughs> I am free now to rend reality to my every little teeny tiny web. Uh-oh. Meanwhile, back at the car wash... You know, Mulva, I thought we would see something naughty here, but everything checks out. Yeah, I'm upset. We're behind quota for arrests this month, and this guy is taking too long washing our patrol car. Could you take any longer with that hose? Hmm, um, this, uh, well, is my, um, first time. Uh, mm, I'm not quite familiar with the ins and outs, really. Well, hurry it up. We're on duty. Well, you're not going to love our flaming hot wax treatment. Well, you are, actually. Uh-oh, I spilled some on my trousers. Now they're on fire. Mm, I better get these off and pour this soapy water on them. Here. Hey, now, there's some indecent exposure. Let's get him. But, uh, Public uh, nudity is not enough to constitute indecent exposure, Mulva. We can't arrest him. Oh, no, let me take this sponge out of this bucket so I can pour the soapy water on my... He thing. picked up the sponge. Let's get him. Pour decent ass to the station. But, no, ah. Uh, You're using that nudity for commercial purpose. That's indecent. You're under arrest. How did you know my name? Get in the car. My pants are on fire. Tell it to the county judge. Help. Be strong, Mustang. Someone strong. should put out that fire. We'll take care of that. Why don't you guys head on out? Good idea, Kitty. Hey, we're our announcer man, Furry Kitten and the Quantum Mechanic. Well, we the audience know where they are, but how will they escape the evil grasp of the all-new, all-different Dark Nightmare? Also, what does Chet the Man-God have in store for our heroes? All this and more next week on The Curtain when you will hear Dr. Patriot say, You tell him, Wheezy! You're listening to The Complacence on 89.3 WNUR-FM Evanston, Chicago's sound experiment. Meanwhile, on the other side of the border of the solar system we know as the solar system, our heroes, the Complacents, are on board Swami Salami's runaway escape pod where they've just encountered someone else's heroes, Siren and Muse, the celestial space vixens and heirs to the throne of the Intergalactic Federation of Empires. I'm not the heir to the throne of the Intergalactic Federation of Empires. That's Siren. And she's not just the heir to the throne. She's a deposed ruler. Hey, we've covered all that. No need to explain further, lady. You will address me by my royal name. Musician Silo Multiplex, or Muse for short. Do deposed royalties still retain their titles? The royalty is just an empty gesture of ceremony. 
It's the one who controls the weapons that rules the Federation. Oh, so the evil space czar took away your control of the weapons? That's right. And now you're going to help me get back that control. Wouldn't that be kind of hard? I mean, fundamentally, the space czar seems to have the advantage. But you forgot, human. I am a being of great power. Um, excuse me, Siren? Yes, little one? Uh, seeing as how you're so powerful and all, do you think you could get Gunner's space out of the toilet? It is unfit for an intergalactic ruler to touch a toilet. It is fine, Muse. I will send my royal retainers to free your friend's face. Retainers? You mean there's someone else with you? Of course. You didn't think we could penetrate the entire defenses of the Federation with just the six of us, did you? There are four more outside. Not retainers in any official capacity. Just a group of space misfits I've collected. But they should serve well enough. I'm teleporting them in now, Siren. Excellent. Here he is, a space troll who measures his at six foot nine inches. From the space swamps of Traldorn, meet Herger Kuzus. Hi there. A space pirate feared throughout 17 sectors and a master of ventriloquist. Meet Astrobeard. Don't forget me, talking pet dragon, Whirlybird. This mysterious creature is of unknown origin, and she speaks in a tongue not understood anywhere in the Federation. We don't know her name, but we call her Bambi. Eebaloo. Wow, Johnny, look at her. I am, Frick. I am. Don't worry about her skunk tail, fellas. She's descented. And finally, a computer specialist who's replaced most of his organic body with bionic components. Meet Zixon Quasico. Charmed. Cut this here small talk, vermin. You got some orders for us or what? You are crass, Astrobeard, but you serve me well. Please continue to do so. Now, go to the toilet, the toilet? locate a young man's head, Arr. and remove it. Um, could you do me a favor and rephrase that? One extremely close call later... Gosh, Gunner, are you all right? Yeah, I think so. My epiglottis nearly severed my septum. Epiglottis! Haha, <laughs> I bet you got a real good look at a great big ball of crap. <laughs> actually, actually, uh, I, 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 could, I could see out of the uh, waste disposal hatch. I had this, I, <laughs> this great view of some beautiful solar nebulae. Solar? And I witnessed the most breathtaking collision when a carbonaceous chondrite passed through a comet's tail. Really? Maybe I ought to take a look into that toilet tube. So, Siren, what's our first move? Yeah, I'm gonna hit something. Sure enough, Herberg. We're about to approach the, the quad post at the outer limits of the Intergalactic Federation of Empires. We'll have to sneak past their methods of detection. What methods do they have? They tend to give the ship a good looking over. My liege, I've been converting all our life support systems into weapons. Surely the guards will notice. Very well, Zixon. You better get started on some holographic masking devices to disguise the weapons. I'll do what I can. What should I disguise them as? Well, they already look pretty much like life support mechanisms. I'd say you might want to go that route. As you wish, Majesty. So there I was, sailing clear over the rim of the great sulfur planet Ponopotomic. Ponopotomic! And what should be lost in the orange sun off my starboard bow? But, excuse me, Astro Beer. But out in space, how can you tell which side is starboard? Mnemonic devices, lad. Are you see, port has four letters. 
The same number as in the word left. No, no, I, I, I meant... Enough with your tall tales and caterwauling. We need you all ready if we ever hope to sneak into the Federation. Muse, gather everyone to the front of the capsule so we can brief everyone as to what's going on. There seems to be one missing. Oh, no. Fig said something about looking down the toilet tube. This is my fighting force of extraordinary magnitude. Bambi, go get Fig out of the bathroom. Oh, I don't see any cocktails, but I think I see a bunch of asteroids floating in some kind of space urine. Squeakoo! What? Who's that? Hey, I'm stuck. I'm free. Ah, hey. Uh, oh, hi. Free you. Um, thanks for getting me out of the toilet. This doesn't happen to me all the time. Uh, usually the inside of the toilet is slippery enough that I can get myself out. Skippy-dee-doo. Uh, gosh, Bambi, I sure am scared about all this outer space stuff. Do you think we could just hide in here? We do? Another lousy day of the guard patrol. I get so sick of looking at all these stars all day. I already made all the dirty pictures out of them. I don't know how. Maybe if I tried connecting the dots. <coughs> hey, this one's moving. Hey, there, there's something out there. Hey, Butchie Boy, wake up. What? <laughs> I thought I was dreaming about a big naked woman full of food. Oh, yeah. What's your fat and juicy one? Oh, yeah, I was Sticking her with my kebab. Hey, now, no bear distracting me like that. I got the job to do. What job? I'm the guard here. We got to check the ship's license and registration. Oh, yeah. Hey, you ship, pull up this way. There. The guard is signaling us to stop. I am proceeding. Why do these guys always look like pigs? Why should things be any different out in space? Astrobeard, are you ready to do your stuff? Yes, matey. Ah! I mean, I mean I. All right. Muse, roll down the window. And everyone act calm. I'll hide in this compartment so I'm not recognized. Okay. Excuse me, my arm. I'm, I'm going to need to see your tickets. I'm going to need to see your tickets. What do you need tickets? don't have any tickets. I, I think you don't know what I mean. I got, I got to see your vehicle registration. Then why didn't you ask me for my vehicle registration? Because it doesn't sound like you're God, girl, never mind. Just show me your registration. Nice try, Sal. Well, job never lets me any chicks. All right, everybody. The guard is radioing in our fake registration papers. Zixon, activate the subspace radio jamming device. It is done, Siren. Very good. Now, Astrobeard, do your stuff. All righty. Roger there, niece. Uh, it appears that the dealers you got are in fine shape. They are. Are, are you just let that spacecraft be on its way? Are you okay, boss? This sound a little funny. Arr, 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 I'm just trying to, uh, lads, arr. And not a trace of the scurvy in this. Oh, oh, no. Um, just, just letting, letting that shit, let, let, let that stagecraft go now. 
This guy's supposed to be a master of ventriloquism? I know, I think I saw his lips move. No, no, I never nude my lips. What was that? Stop it! Nothing. Arr, please ignore that completely. This isn't working. They're getting suspicious. What are we gonna do? Um, what the hell? Whoa, what's that? Oh, this is Stalker, man. Please ignore previous transmissions. We are having interference on this scarf frequency. Sunspots, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That spacecraft is clear to take up. Up, 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 proceed at will. Oh, far enough. Boom. Alright, here's your information. Everybody stay in the Intergalactic Federation of Empire and please be sure to check out our local shopping. Alright. We made it! And all thanks to that little dragon whirly bird. I knew there was a reason I kept you around, pet. Oh, hey, you bushy boy. Yeah, so? Oh, you think there's something suspicious about that ship? What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. No, no ship. That primitive could do any harm. Uh, I guess you're right. Well, hey, look, look at the back of the ship. What is it? You can calm down, Herberg. We've made it. Oh, sorry, Siren. I just got kind of excited. All right. Now that we're inside the Intergalactic Federation of Empires, how long till we find this space czar? Oh, he's right in that building over there. Really? That's odd, the capital building of such a large empire being located so close to one of its borders. What do you mean? It's right in the middle. In the middle? Yes. See that wall on the other side of the palace? That's the far border. Uh, but I thought you said this Federation was intergalactic. Oh, it is. But most of those galaxies are uninhabited. Well, just how many lousy empires are inside this lousy wall? Five. Keep in mind, that wall is full light year ahead, and that palace is actually a planet. Whoa, my sense of perspective is all messed up. Speaking of messed up, where's Bambi? Hey, yeah, and where's Fig? Wow, Bambi, this is really weird. I mean, I'm talking to you, and... You're talking to me, and you can't understand what I'm saying, which isn't really new to me, I guess. And I can't understand you, and I guess that happens to me a lot, too. But the weirdest thing of all is that even though we can't understand each other, I still feel like you understand me better than anyone. Aru. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you know, it just occurred to me. Bambi isn't even your real name. What is your real name, anyway? Michel. Michel. That's so pretty. If I... If only I could talk to you, Michel. I'd say so much. But for now, I'll just have to communicate the only way I know how. Michel. My bell, Sunday monkey, fun, Trebian ensemble, Trebian ensemble. I want to, I want to, I want to. 
I've got so much to say Until I find a way I will say the only words I know in French Michel, my belle Sunday monkey fun Très bien ensemble Très bien ensemble Whoa! What the heck was that? Zixon, status report. We are under attack from a Federation patrol cruiser. We've sustained significant damage to our engines. All right, everyone. Prepare for a hostile boarding. Battle positions. Federation troops have breached the airlock. Herg, herg. Arr, cover the other side of this door. Okay. You fellas in the rock and roll band, get some of them blasters. Arr, I can't wait to chop me up some pig meat. Red pig. Everyone ready. 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 Just a sec. Ready. 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 Arr, ready. Ready. I knew something was up with you. Now get on grand. Yeah. Arr, hurt her, get him. All right. Oh boy, that big old space troll is all over those guys. Yeah, and he's giving them a hug. Uh, Cell, what you boy? How have you been? Oh, not, not so bad, really. Hey, thanks for flagging us down back there. Oh, when I saw you guys there at the outpost, I figured it was the least I could do. Well, the least you could do? You did us bond, pal. You delivered us the greatest prize in the universe. Greater! The refugee siren. Siren and the complacence betrayed by a space troll? Who would have thunk? In the world of radio drama, not everything is played in black and white. Especially in the cold depths of space where things seem nothing but black as far as our poor complacence are concerned. Tune next week, folks, when Siren, the space misfits, and the complacence face the most awesome evil yet. The Space Czar. That's coming up in 186 hours from now. No, I mean 185 hours from now. No, I mean 167 hours from now. In some indeterminate number of hours from now, there will be another episode of The Complacence here on WNUR Freeform. Hi, this is Ed McMahon for a beautiful 14 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Back now in the present, here's what's actually coming up on the next episode. The Complacents battle the Space Czar, and Adrian Creamsicle battles Taekwon Don't. Until next time, this has been the Complacents Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer, speaking. <laughs>